Hot 1027. Good morning, beautiful people of God. You are listening to Sunrise with Shona on Hot 1027. It's wonderful to be back with you again this morning. Welcome, and I hope that you are warm, that you are well, and that you are safe. This week has, amongst all the last weeks we've had, been a very interesting week, and I'm sure for all of us it's had challenges on all different fronts. Most of the people I'm speaking to are stressed, most are worried, and if I'm honest and we look at things from a purely human perspective, we have some things that may be concerning. And out of the stress that people are feeling, I'm finding that we may inadvertently hurt others, and there is a need for us not just as Christians but as human beings to forgive. But before I look at forgiveness, before I look at why we need to forgive, I want us to remember that God is still God and God is good all the time. Now this morning I'm going to begin by sharing a wisdom story with you and I've taken some poetic license in telling the story, so please forgive me. There is a small town in the middle of a farming community. If you've been to a small town, you know what it is like. Everyone there knows everyone and they all know each other's business. People are kind, friendly and welcoming. I've certainly found that. But there is usually at least one person who takes great delight in spreading the news to all. In other words, one could call that person the town gossip. On this particular day, one of the young men is called away on urgent business and he hasn't got time to tell anyone, but he does ask his friend, who happens to be a woman, if he can park his car in her yard. She agrees. The next morning early, the town gossip goes for a walk and she sees the car, and so the rumour starts. When she learns the truth, she feels so bad she rushes to the priest and asks how she can undo the harm she's done by spreading the gospel. The priest says to her, buy a feather pillow, open it and drop feathers all over town, come back and see me tomorrow. So she does that, and the next day she meets with the priest, and the priest says to her, okay, now go back out and pick up all the feathers. That is obviously an impossible task. Now, once or twice in our lives, there will probably be times when we are the subject of that gossip. Stories are spread that aren't true. And obviously, the warning to us is that we need to be very careful of what we say and the stories we spread. We better make sure we have all the facts, but preferably, don't speak about other people at all. However, what I want to look at today is how we forgive people who have done damage to us, because we have to forgive. That's a spiritual imperative. And it can be difficult for us because we are human beings. We are called to forgive and forget, not just to forgive. Many people will say to me, I can forgive that person, but I don't forget what they did. Perhaps we shouldn't forget the lesson we learned, but we actually need to release them from our judgment, and that means forgetting what they did. If we have any bitterness in our hearts, when we make that statement, any anger, we actually haven't forgiven them. If the phone rings and you see their name, Ask yourself, how am I feeling? Because that will tell you whether you've actually let it go or not. Now Jesus was sitting with his disciples and talking and teaching. And we're going to pick this up from Matthew chapter 18, verse 21. Peter comes to Jesus and says, Lord, how many times must I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus says, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. And he tells the story of a servant who's forgiven a huge debt by a king when he begs the king for forgiveness. But that same servant goes out and refuses to forgive a, fe a fellow servant who owes him money. The king hears this and severely punishes the first servant. And Jesus ends by saying, This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. 
please note there are two things in there. Your brother or sister, everyone is our brother or our sister, and we have to forgive from the heart. It's a heart thing. Now, it's absolutely essential to forgive and extend that grace to others. Heart. Heart 1027. If you've just joined me, welcome. It's wonderful to be with you. This is Reverend Shona from St. Mark's Anglican Church in North Riding. And this morning I'm looking at forgiveness because I think at this time when we're all perhaps more stressed than normal, we might be biting each other and there's more need for forgiveness at this time because we are hurting others even inadvertently just from our place of stress and anxiety. So forgiveness is really hard, especially if we've been deeply hurt, but it is essential if we want to enjoy the fullness of life that we are promised and if we want to follow Jesus. Jesus said in Matthew's Gospel, we have to forgive our brothers and sisters from our hearts. So in order to help us, I want us now to look at what some others have said about forgiveness. And I'm going to start with a Buddhist monk, which may be a strange place to start, but he comments on Jesus' directive and I think gives some valuable insight into it. So Thich Nhat Hanh says in his book, Living Buddha, Living Christ, he says that when Jesus tells us to love our enemy or to forgive our brothers and sisters... This teaching helps us to know how to look at the person we consider the cause of our suffering. So even as I stop there, I like the words consider the cause of our suffering because sometimes they're actually not the cause of our suffering. It's something internal. If we practice looking deeply into the situation and the cause of how they came to be the way they are, and if we visualize ourselves as being born into their condition, what we may see is that we could have become exactly like them. When we do that comparison, It arises in us naturally, and we start to see the other person as someone to be helped, not to be punished. And our anger then is transformed into an energy of compassion. Suddenly, the one we've been calling our enemy becomes our brother or sister. And he goes on to say this is a true teaching of Jesus. Now, I actually have to agree with him. When we can try to look beyond what the person has done to us or what we perceive the person has done to us, and we look at who the person is, where they come from, what they've lived through, perhaps what experiences they've had, and we actually won't know. Um, People say, you know, if you walk a 1,000 miles in someone's shoes, I say walk 2,000 miles in their shoes, and you probably still won't know exactly what they've been through. But what he's saying is that we need to look at the other person as a human being who's flawed and hurt just like us, and who's coming from that place. And when we do that, we will see that they are brother or sister. I go one further and say, look for Christ in that other person, recognizing that God loves them just as much as God loves us. Now, I'm sharing this because I think it's a very helpful reflection. Try to understand, as I said, where that person is coming from. I often think of uh, a pet that's injured. When you pick them up to try to take them to the vet to get help, they may very well bite you, not because they want to bite you, but because they hurt. And perhaps that's what we do to each other. Now, another leader, Max Lucado, says the following, forgiveness is unlocking the door to set someone free and realizing that you were actually the prisoner. So you forgive to let someone else free, and then you realize that, in fact, it was keeping you trapped. And I found this so true in life. Your mind goes over and over and over the hurt until you finally let it go. You play that story out, and you punish yourself, and you become trapped by that story. And you need to forgive the other person to set yourself free. Now, I would like to remind you of the story of the Mengele twins. Dr. Mengele, as I'm sure you all know, was during the Holocaust, he was one of the people who kept all the twins and he performed experiments on them daily. 
And there is one of these twins who survived, and she had experiments performed on her every single day during the week. And her sister died fairly young because of the damage done to her body. But when this woman is older, she meets a doctor from the concentration camp, and she chooses to forgive him and Mengele. And this is what she says about it. She says, it made me feel good that I, the little guinea pig, had the power to forgive him. And how did she feel afterwards? She says she felt free, and she went on to say it was an act of self-healing and self-liberation and self-empowerment. That all victims feel hurt. The tragedy is that we can't change what happened, but we can change how to relate it, to it. So that was her experience. I know not everyone is able to do that, but her experience was that by forgiving, she set herself free. It was self-liberating. She felt she had taken the power back, and she was now free to live. And I know that's very difficult, um, and I have no idea how she did it in those circumstances. And I believe that Jesus knew that unforgiveness not only blocks our relationship with God and others and hinders the flow of the Holy Spirit, but he asks us to forgive so that our lives are not destroyed by the bitterness and hardness of life. Um, we need to let go of that. We cannot have a hard heart. We cannot have bitterness within us. Jesus knew that, and that's why he said we need to forgive. And as I said, this Mengele twin obviously found it very freeing to forgive. Forgive atrocities that I can't even imagine. We all know it's not always easy. And for me, the only way to reconcile a deep wounding is if we enter into a deeper and more meaningful relationship with God. In fact, any lasting transformation of our character requires us to be in that deep relationship with God because it is only at that soul level for me that transformation takes place. Forgiveness happens when we allow ourselves to see ourselves and others through the eyes of God. When we dare to seek our authentic self, our relationship with God deepens and strengthens, and our understanding of God's divine love for us grows within us. And from that place, we can forgive. Heart. Heart 1027. Good morning. It's wonderful to be with you. I hope that you're well. You're listening to Sunrise Vashona. This morning I've been looking at forgiveness, which is a really hard teaching if we've been deeply hurt. And I've suggested that we need to look at where the person is coming from, what their experience is, what their experience has been, and to see them as our brothers and sisters, and in the act of forgiveness, recognize that we're actually setting ourselves free. When I think of Jesus as the lover of our soul, Jesus wants us to be free, to experience life in all its fullness. And we can't do that if we are tied down with bitterness and hardness of heart, tied down with anger and unforgiveness. We need to be set free, and we need to do that by looking at God through the power of God and setting ourselves free. I don't think Jesus asks us to do it for Jesus' sake or for the other person, but in fact for our own soul's sake. And I've said that for me it's only possible when we see ourselves through the eyes of God and the other person through the eyes of God, and we love ourselves as God loves us. It's useful to remember, as I said earlier, that God loves everyone, even the one who may not have treated us fairly or kindly. When we learn to love ourselves as Jesus commanded us to, we learn to love one another with a transforming love. It's a different type of love. It's a transforming love. It's not easy, this letting go of our egocentric life. Our egos often get in the way. And ultimately for me, forgiveness and the freedom we gain is one of God's greatest mysteries and one of God's greatest gifts to us because it releases us to love fully again and to live fully again. Richard Raw in his book Everything Belongs says, It is a mystery we are dipped into. 
two-thirds of Jesus' teaching are about forgiveness. Two-thirds. We need to take this seriously. A good third of Jesus' parables are about forgiveness, directly or indirectly. Forgiveness, says Richard Raw, has nothing to do with logic. It's the final breakdown of logic. In other words, it's not a thing of the mind, it's a thing of the heart. He goes on to say it's a mystical recognition that human evil is something we're all trapped by, suffering from and participating in. It calls forth weeping, humility and healing much more than feverish attempts to root out evil. The transformation happens through the tears much more than through threats and punishment. In other words, we need to feel the pain and release the pain and not threaten, not punish, not hit back. It's not about revenge. So if you are hurting today, I pray that you can say with me, perhaps, God, with your help, I forgive whoever it is I need to forgive and I will release them from the debt I think they owe me and I will release them from my judgment because, of course, we're called not to judge. In fact, please, God, with your help, I release them completely. I pray that you will have a wonderful week and may God's hand of protection and blessing and anointing rest on you and those you love and pray for. Thank you so much for listening. It's been wonderful to be with you. God bless. Heart 1027.